Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to Ermia Matters, a podcast about higher education, risk management, and insurance. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone. This is Jenny Whittington. Welcome to Ermia Matters. We are broadcasting live from Ermia's uh, 52nd annual conference in Seattle, and I have a great group of members around me. We're going to be talking about the insurance and indemnification in third-party contracts paper that we've recently revised. So I'm going to turn it over now to Mike Ganser, who is one of my favorite members. He was a parliamentarian for Ermia for years, and we miss him, and he's getting honored tomorrow to with the emeritus status. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike, to tell us a little bit about the history of this white paper. Thank you, Jenny. Um, you know, I was telling Gary, I myself, and I, I've been with it from the beginning, but I don't actually remember the genesis of the paper. I know what brought it about, what made us decide we wanted to do it. I do know that uh, I worked closely with uh, John McLaughlin, with Gallagher, and uh, he had a couple of experts that gave us the uh, subject matter verification. I served as kind of a developer of the hierarchy, if you will, or the structure, what things we wanted to touch upon. And then we tapped Gallagher for the expertise to make sure that what we were providing to the membership was, in fact, uh, accurate and, and valid. And my objective, and, and Ermia stayed with it, and we were pretty good, I think, probably every three years, I felt like it was well to, to refresh this document. And we did that uh, up, I think, until COVID hit, and I, I think it got kind of sidetracked. But it might now be at four or five years. But we, and each time we've looked for modernization of it, keeping it as current as we can, whether it's the latest edition of the Certificate of Insurance or the latest uh, Accord application or the latest endorsement, just to make sure that what we were given the membership wasn't outdated. So that's kind of the history of the document and uh, it evolves again here now with this latest version. Mike's being incredibly modest. <laughs> he spent so much time working on this paper over the last uh, few decades, I would say. <laughs> um, so we, we are thrilled that you're you're with us and thank you for that history. Um, why don't I turn it over to Gary now and talk about a little bit more about the this version. Okay, thank you, Jenny. So in this version, um, we've continued to rely on Mike and we've continued to rely on our affiliate partner Gallagher to bring us the latest and greatest and we've also included help from Pam Jeffries at the University of Tennessee system and Pam Rutkema from um, the Marymount University to help us and Pam is also with us on this podcast but what we've done in addition to updating the information on it, we've also tried to simplify it a little bit. The prior versions had been kind of sectionalized or siloed so that there was material that was repeated like insurance certificates and that sort of thing. In this version, what we've done is we have um, taken and we've streamlined it so it's a little shorter document um, and that's helpful to our members because it's a slog to get through because it is such a complicated topic. There is so much information in this document that we have tried to streamline it just a little bit. 
Um, and so I'm going to talk to Stacy, whose team at Gallagher um, helped to bring a lot of new material, new information, new thought, um, and updated exhibits to this. Yeah, and we're um, we're very thankful to be continued to be involved in this project. It's definitely a, a heavily heavily utilized uh, desk guide. Myself using it pretty heavily um, in my time before joining Gallagher, and uh, certainly always appreciated the content. So we had a huge team at Gallagher take a look at this. Um, our team at Gallagher consisted of, of John McGoughlin, who was one of the original um, authors of this, and I'm very happy that we've passed the torch there um, to myself. And we've had some of our uh, subject matter experts like Maggie McIntyre and Kelly Meyer and, and John Farley. We all took a close look at the, the content. We took a look at the forms to make sure that we're offering you the most up-to-date uh, additional insured endorsements as well as accord forms uh, and making sure that we're all current with 2021 insurance technical stuff. Uh, we also participated in taking a look at the formatting as Gary had mentioned. Uh, and one of the significant things we did actually with our cyber team is take a look at how we contract with uh, technology service providers. And we've added a decent amount of content around that. We've re reorganized the technology products and services section uh, to include uh, insurance requirements when contracting with third-party vendors that are going to be dealing with your, your electronic information technology or your data. Uh, and we feel really good about some of the content that we've offered there, particularly in this market when we're super aware of cyber attacks and, and kind of what's going on there. So we feel like we've offered some good protections for higher ed institutions and some good guidance. So I'm very thankful for uh, participating in this. And um, and I know Pam has done some really good work on this as well. So uh, I'm gonna pass it off to, to Pam to share some of her thoughts. So I, I believe that it, that is me. The project was somewhat confusing because we had two Pams from two different institutions involved with this. But it was a, it really was interesting and a pleasure to work with the team on this. The cyber edition and the streamlining is much appreciated, I'm sure. One of the one of the issues that I think that I would maybe suggest other um, additional work on beyond this contracts are more than third party um, relationships and requirements. Um, and I'm fairly new to Marymount, but Marymount is similar to my former institution, um, Gallaudet. And the, the contracts area is very important and so much of the claim work is done before the claim. The, how you pick your partners, how you screen and vet them, um, the exceptions that you make, both to the insurance requirements and also the terms that are are in your contract. So, so this is an this is an issue I think that is rich in risk, uh, but it's also an, an issue that's risk um, that's rich in um, opportunities to reach out to, to the various departments within your institution and talk about risk management and talk about the value that you bring um, to the institution. Um, and hopefully bring value to the operations um, of the institution, streamlining operations, making us more safe. Because at the end of the day, if there's no claim, being deliberate and managing these, um, these risk issues, you become a lot more efficient and the collaboration with the outside vendor or collaborator um, is 
just a lot more productive and fun. So I wish I were in Seattle with all of you, and I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful conference. Thank you, Thanks, Pam. Pam. One of the other things that I wanted to mention about this version of the white paper is that for the first time, it is interactive. So you can click on a, in the table of contents on Appendix 3A and get directly to um, that piece. So it's in the library, in the Ermia library, um, under Ermia white papers, if you search by topic, uh, by folder, and you can click on any item in the in the table of contents and it will take you to that section so that you don't have to go through all 79 <laughs> pages um, to get to what you're looking for if there's one topic that you're particularly interested in if you're dealing with technology services today or you're dealing with con construction contracts tomorrow, you can, or short-term leases, you can go to each of these sections and pick out what will be helpful to you in that section. But, but we have also then put in common terms um, in one place. So for example, throughout the document in every section, it references the language that you need for additional insured. And so instead of having that language repeated throughout the document, that's on, I'm not going to tell you what page it is because I don't <laughs> have it memorized anymore, but, but you can go to that page and find good language for that. There is one insurance certificate, which is generic, um, that's been filled out so that you can see what kind of, in, an what an insurance certificate ought to look like from a third-party vendor. Um, so there, there are improvements like that that make this white paper even better than the last five versions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really good because I, re I relied on the Adobe search for a word type sure. thing, and that wasn't always a, a, a great way to get to the topic you were looking to research. So. I didn't know that. That's great information. <laughs> so, so, um, and also in the white paper, in the uh, in the library, there are actually two versions. One it has it has uh, heightened graphics resolution, so that you can print it and have have uh, even more crisp printing and, and graphics. And the other is the online version, which it, it has all these searchable features in it. From Ermia's behalf, I mean, thanks to you all. <laughs> I, it's been a labor of love. I know for a long time, Mike Ganser was such a great uh, member, now a retiree member, now an emeritus, um, that he has led Ermia through this time and time again. I've often said that this is the most popular item in our library, and it's really important. Um, so we really appreciate you all taking your time to get this done for us. I mean, it's a really important document to our membership. So thank you on behalf of Ermia. Thank you, Pam. And um, I, we haven't mentioned, let's mention Pam Jeffries. Yeah, Pam, <laughs> Pam Jeffries at the University of Tennessee system also contributed a lot. And if uh, our members know Pam, they know that she has a very extensive contracts website within her office, which is publicly available. Um, so that it, after you look at this piece, you can, if you want a specific example of how a member has applied this, you can use the University of Tennessee Systems Risk Management Office um, 
and I'm not going to tell you how to get there on the web, but <laughs> but uh, if you search for it, you'll find it. Um, and she has a, a detailed contracting section, and she contributed. She was just not able to be with us uh, for this morning's podcast. So thank you, Pam Jeffries, as well. Well, I think that's going to be a wrap for Ermia Matters this time. Again, thank you to you all for being a part of the, our podcast. Thanks, Pam. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here. You've been listening to Ermia Matters. You can find more information about Ermia at www.urmia.org. For more information about this episode, check out the show notes available to Ermia members in the Ermia Network Library.